Aloha, it's Samantha Riley and welcome back to the Life of Riley podcast. This is now episode number 16. Um, there was a week's break between the last episode and this one and I am about to explain why. This one also might feel a wee bit different and that it's purely an update on my chaotic life over the past couple of weeks. And usually with my podcasts, I type out in advance, a, a, not really a script, but I kind of type out what I'm going to say and this is being recorded off the cuff. So fingers crossed, it doesn't come across as a ramble um, and I can keep it as short and to the point as possible. Um, so the last episode dropped on the 9th of July my birthday is the 10th of July and for those of you that know me, my birthday has always been a big deal. I like to celebrate, I like to, you know, just pamper myself, have some fun um, and that all stemmed from my mum. She always made a big deal about it. I think I've mentioned in previous episodes about how I always had a birthday fairy and things. So it's kind of carried on and this year um, I'm very into angel numbers, I'm very into my signs and looking into what they mean and I realised that when you hit a certain age, you know, I was turning 33 on the 10th of July and I realised that you only now get double numbers every 11 years. So in my head I decided it was going to be an amazing year, it was going to be a great age and I was really really looking forward to my birthday. As I said my birthday um, was the 10th of July which this year fell on a Saturday but on the Thursday night um, my wee dog Miffy who I have had from I was 18 years old we were getting ready to go to bed and she fell in the hall and her legs, so over the course of Miffy's life, she's had three leg operations. She had an emergency hysterectomy and it also at one point she had cancer. So bless her, she, she went absolutely through the mill. It cost us thousands and thousands of pounds in operations, but you pay it. And over probably the past six months to a year, we have noticed our legs getting worse. She was a wee bit unstable, um... We couldn't really walk her anymore. Um, she more really liked to go out just for a sniff. And in recent weeks, where she's got a wee, I call it her doggy door, she's got a dog flap in the kitchen and there was a couple of times she'd got stuck in it. So we knew that our legs were starting to get bad and we were giving her some pain relief and um, just making sure that we were doing everything we could to keep her comfortable. But on the Thursday night she fell. And for the first time ever, she didn't try and get back up, which was really strange to see because she's a very strong-willed wee dog. And we ended up, I scooped her up and I put her into her bed and Gary was worried that our back legs had actually went. So we kind of picked her up to make her stand up. She went a wee wander around the living room, um, but she, you could tell she wasn't really happy. So we decided... We'll go to bed, we'll see how she is in the morning. And as you know, I got up very early in the morning, so Gary had slept in the living room with her. And 
she actually spent half the night right in the middle of the living room floor and she was never like that. She always liked a wee corner or her actual bed. So it was quite strange to see. Um, but I got up in the morning and I went in and put our breakfast out in the kitchen. And you, you know, same as always, she came running in. Um, but while eating our breakfast, all of our legs went and she fell because... I had put it out before she'd even woke up. She hadn't been out for her morning pee. So she ended up lying and couldn't get back up. And then she peed and she was lying looking at me as if, please don't give me any trouble. And that was it. Do you know, we, the, as you can imagine, the, the tears started streaming down my face. I was trying to pick it up. I was in such a state. She was making these really horrible wee barking noises because I think she was frustrated that she always loved her food. She really wanted to get to her breakfast. She was probably worried about me giving her any trouble for peeing. Um, and she was also in pain. So we phoned the vet and kind of knew then and there what we were going to need to do. She would have been 15 in the October. Um... And yeah, we we just knew that the timing was probably right. Um, me and Gary couldn't really go out any like for a long period of time. It had got to the point where if we were out, we would worry about her. Um, we couldn't leave our doggy door open because in case she got stuck in it. But in the summer months, like literally from April, I've been worried about locking her in our crate because. I think that that's not fair, you know, especially when it's warm. So we knew um, that the decision had to be made. And when we spoke to the vet, they said, OK, bring her round at half twelve. So that's um we made the decision to put her to sleep. And uh, it wasn't easy by any means, but it was definitely the best thing for her. And the vet definitely reiterated that um Gary held her while um they put in the it was like a wee drip in the back of her paw and they'd sedated her beforehand so she she didn't know what was going on um but he felt her heart stop and I think in a way he has struggled with that more than anything else so the Friday night um I'm not, I'm going to be honest, was shit. It was so, so hard. Um, and I knew that, you know, the next day, there it was, my 33rd birthday, but that everything was going to be different to what I planned in my head. Our vet didn't uh, ask for payment while we were doing this. And I'm going to... This is not a rant, it maybe is actually, but... I've done this before, you know, if you've listened to my whole podcast, you will know that I have certain gripes about the way people deal with grieving and bereavement and things. And there was a couple of things with a vet that I almost want to phone them and give them a bit of feedback. I probably won't, but... Um, so the first thing was when we called the vet to say, you know, we need an emergency appointment... Um, they asked me how old Miffy was, they asked us what had happened and then they said that they were fully booked but they were going to see what they could do and they would phone me back. 
So they phoned me back and said, you can bring her round at half 12. And the lady said to me, Do, are we booking her in for a checkup or have you made the decision for PTS? Now, we had already had the conversation that if the vet said it was the right thing to do, we were, we were going to put her to sleep. But in my mixed up, really emotional head, to hear someone say to me, PTA, I had no idea what that was. And I had to ask her, what do you mean? And she was like, put to sleep. And now looking back on it, I'm a wee bit like, it, it kind of comes back to that thing where I said I hate when people don't use the word death and dying. And it's the same. I'm like, just say what you mean. um, Because I've then had to say to her, what is that? And as soon as she said, put to sleep, then obviously I've got upset. So... That was one of the things, but anyway, the other thing was um they don't take payment from you at the time because you can imagine you probably wouldn't even remember your PIN number, but we got a leaflet away um which is quite ugly. It wasn't the vet that designed it; it was the uh, people that carry out the cremations and the burials and things. So you've got all these options about whether you want burial, cremation, plaques, do you want to be there at the time they're cremated, do you want a memorial bench, like there's there's all these lovely, lovely options but we came away and we're sitting looking at this leaflet and I was like, so how much does this cost, you know, there's no prices, there's no nothing um, and we are in a, a fortunate position um, that, you know, we could, we could pay for whatever but um. I could imagine how other people might be, that might stress them out because they want the best or they're seeing things that they would like but then when they find out the price of it, it might not be suitable for them. Um, so I, I don't know, there's maybe something around having a wee pricing package or um, whatever. We had also made the decision at the end of last year to cancel Miffy's and pet insurance because it was way over £100 a month. And we just set up a wee Miffy Monzo pot rather um, than having that direct debit coming out. So, yeah, I phoned up on the Friday um, when I managed to kind of get myself together. And I remember saying to her, like, without sounding really selfish, it's my birthday tomorrow. So I would rather get everything processed and done just now. Um, and they were absolutely fine with that. We've picked, um, we decided for Miffy she would be cremated and we've picked a wee urn um, for it which has a wee paw on it. Ha- handing over, um, I got really upset halfway through giving my bank details because when I was when I was told the price, um, you and I, it's the same for humans but you can't help but think, geez, oh that was what our real life came down to. Um, I found it really, really sad. So on to my actual birthday, um, I woke up early in the morning um, and just had to distract myself. We had booked things in town, we were going for lunch and we'd book bars and things for cocktails and in a way it was a welcome distraction, it was a bit of focus. Um, Gary made me a breakfast in bed um and then I decided, you know, I'm I'm gonna get ready, um, and let's go and and try and have a bit of a normal day. So 
We actually did manage to have a good day considering um, I had been the night before and I'd got my hair all pink curled um, and my hairdresser, bless her, like she was like, I'm not taking any money off you because I, I'd had to warn her what had happened that day. Um, so I was like, if I appear looking like an absolute mess, then this is why. Um, so she done my hair for free, which was so, so kind. Um, up in the morning and yeah I just decided you know what I'm going to put as much makeup on as I can I'm going to make this hair show big and let's go out so we headed into town we went to my favourite restaurant had a lovely meal and then we had booked a couple of bars um, during the time of recording this we are coming out of Covid restrictions so you still have to book we actually had a, a really nice day. Um, Gary drank more than I've seen him drink in a long time. He was ordering the strongest cocktails on the menu. But I think after everything the day before he needed it. The strange thing about being out that day was I don't I couldn't count how many times Miffy came into my head. And it not with what happened, but you automatically think, oh, we need to go home for the dog or like, is she okay? Is she fell? And every time it was like that gut-wrenching feeling again of what had happened. So we decided, we only spent an hour in the last bar, um, came home and we opened a bottle of champagne. That was fine. Um, I ended up falling asleep on the couch, as I do, and I went up to bed. At about three in the morning, um, I woke up, and I'm I'm not even going to be able to describe this. So I don't live in a big house. It's a two bedroom end terrace. Um, and I I've never felt so alone. I felt like my house was empty, and I was lying there, and my heart just started pounding. Now obviously I'd been out and I'd had drinks and stuff, but it got to half four. And I'd been lying for an hour and a half, like my heartbeat was so, so strong in my head. So I went downstairs um, trying to get myself together and eventually I had to wake Gary up. And I was like, I can't calm myself down. Um, I've just had this horrible feeling of I'm alone. Um, the house felt empty. She was such a wee dog. She was this wee white fluffy thing but the presence that she had even when she was sleeping you just knew you weren't alone in a room um, and it just felt like it was gone so the sleep that night was shit the grieving hit me um, really really hard and then we woke up on the Sunday and it was like right what are we actually going to do with ourselves we had booked a week off work because of my birthday but I hadn't made any kind of concrete plans. I had um, booked in with some friends for lunches and cocktails and things, but it wasn't enough to fill up the whole week. So we decided to go out, go out for breakfast, um, and the two is probably looking like we'd actually been hit with a bus, went up to um, just a local cafe, had a huge breakfast, we came home and decided to do some cleaning because the house was, wasn't looking too great with everything that had been going on. Um, and then we had some, I had friends chat the door dropping off gifts and things. Um, but 
we were sitting and uh, the thought came into my head of me and Gary, the whole time we've been together, have never been able to do anything really last minute. Um, Obviously, there's only the two of us in the house and um, if we ever went on holiday or anything, we've always had to put Miffy into pet hotel, we call it, but kennels. Um, and usually at this time of the year, you know, they're fully booked months in advance. Um, and I just suggested, why don't we go away? So we had this week off. We decided, yep, let's let's do it. And when I looked at our favourite place as Liverpool, and when I looked at our favourite hotel, we could get an absolute belter of a last minute deal. It was for two nights, including breakfast and um, this hotel that we love's really really nice we actually got engaged on it so it it just made sense you know it was like we never get this chance we don't really want to be in the house now anyway let's book it and go so that was the plan we went on we um got it all finalized all we had to do was pack a couple of cases and we were going to go and have the best time <laughs> wednesday morning came um i had been and filled the car up with diesel my amazing hairdresser, honestly, the amount of shouts it, shout-outs I give her, um, had fitted me in last minute, so my hair was nice and fresh for his heading down. So I had been up there, got my blow dry, Gary went to the gym. I decided that I was going to wear, um, I've got a Vivian Westwood dress that I've only ever worn once before. It was really, really expensive. Um... And I've not, I've only, as I said, only wore it once. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take really nice shoes. Like, I'm actually going to get dressed up. And we booked into one of our favourite restaurants down at the Albert Docks. So, Casey's packed, car was loaded, off we went. Um, we got to the hotel about half past two. The road down was brilliant. The weather was lovely. Um, everything was kind of falling into place and... Uh, when we got to the hotel, they said your room won't be ready till three. So we sat in the bar, as you do, and I had a large wine, Gary had a beer. um, And we had our restaurant reservation was at half five, but the restaurant had phoned me that morning and said there was really heavy roadworks um, on the Strand, they call it, it's just next to the Albert Docks. So give yourself plenty of time. So by the time we got up the stairs, got the cases opened, we had probably less than an hour to actually get changed, get ready, um, and then give ourselves plenty of time to get across to the restaurant. But we managed it. We got there. Food was absolutely phenomenal. It was the nicest. Um, I had carbonara, and it's honestly the nicest carbonara I've ever had, even out of there. So it was just lovely and then we booked into a Revolution de Cuba which is also at the docks and the if you've ever been to Albert docks during the summer the sunset down there is incredible so we asked for a table outside we got it um it was you order through an app for your drinks and I had decided do you know what I'm going to get a bottle of um, I'll, I call it Vive Clique, but I think the real name of it is Vive Clique or something like that. Anyway, my favourite champagne. So they brought that to the table. We sat, we watched the sunset. Um, we then moved inside because it did go quite chilly. 
And it was just the perfect night. We had um, drinks back at the hotel bar and then decided, um, do you know what, we'll call it a night because we like to go out the next day and do a full day of shopping. So we got up to the hotel room. Um, I, I was drunk and I wouldn't say I was really, really drunk. The amount I've drank... Probably, so I'm going to tell you what I drank because so many people have asked me this and there is a reason that I'm telling you this. So I had had a large glass of wine at the hotel bar. Then I had had, with my dinner, a large glass of wine and a cosmopolitan. I had, Gary had one glass out of the bottle of champagne I had dressed. Then I had two gins, I think, at the hotel and then we went up to the room. So... To say I wasn't drunk would be an absolute lie, but in my head, you know, I did a lot. I I didn't feel overly drunk, but anyway, back to the room. One of the cushions um off had fell off the bed, and I had high heels on, and I was completely unaware that it was behind me. I was stoting about the room. My heel went into the cushion, and whatever way my ankle went, I fell back. Obviously, when you go to fall, the first, and like your first instinct is to put your arm out to stop yourself, and I landed on my arm, so it was bastard sore. Um, Gary was like, "Do we need to phone NHS twenty four? I was lying in the bed, and I was like, I could move all my fingers, I could move my wrist, and I thought, phone them and see what they say. So I phoned them. My feelings just fell. Um, she can move her arm bad bat and all they could say was if you're concerned you need to make your way to any it was late at night we'd both been drinking we were both tired and I thought do you know what just leave it so I went to bed <laughs> and woke up on the Thursday and my arm was louping um, if you're not Scottish that means it was very very sore it was a pain that just any movement at all. I went into the bathroom and realised, you know, I couldn't, like, take my pyjama bottoms down to go to the toilet. I couldn't move my... I couldn't move it, that, but it, it was just... Anyway, was really, really sore. So I went out and I said to Gary, right, I don't think this is good. Um, so he helped me get dressed. We went down and got breakfast I realised at that point, like, I can't even use a knife and fork. So had a wee cry at my breakfast, to be honest, because you've all, you've got a champagne wine hangover and now you're thinking, oh, what have I even done to myself? But I was like, do you know what? We're fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll go out, we'll get some painkillers and it'll be absolutely fine. So I went up the stairs because everything that had happened, I actually still had the makeup on from the night before. And I said to Gary, I won't be able to redo this. So I don't know whether I'm proud to admit this or not. I used my left hand and just topped up the makeup, the makeup from the Wednesday night. I hadn't even taken my eyelashes off. I just redone it. Um, put on a wee dress after my shiver and off we went. We went into Superdrug and bought a compression bandage. Um, bought some paracetamol the pharmacist in there looked at it and she's like I think you've just staved it she's like there's nothing really you can do and I thought well let's not let it ruin 
the whole day and we continued to go out shopping and went for more drinks. By that night, I was really, really tired. Um, we had walked miles. We had been in and out of shops. I had been having my moments during the day. It was, you know, my arm was getting sore. Um, and then I would have a glass of wine. <laughs> it would feel a bit better. We had a couple of drinks down at the hotel bar again. And then we decided, you know what, let's just call it a night. We ended up getting dinner delivered to the room um, we got a McDonald's through Uber Eats and it was awful. Um, Gary didn't even enjoy his so that kind of dampened everything and then we decided you know let, we were coming up the road the next day let's um, just go to sleep. So we got up on we're now in the Friday morning and I realised I wasn't going to be able to drive. Um, my arm was still very very sore I was now popping paracetamols and Gary was like, right, okay, I'll drive your car back up. So we hit the roads. Um, it actually took us about five and a half hours to get home. There was really, really bad roadworks on the M74, which held us up. And it's just not ideal, you know, when you're feeling like crap. It was very warm. We just wanted home. Um and yeah we had to sit in these bloody roadworks but we eventually got up the road and um just kind of chilled out on the Friday night on the Saturday um Gary was going out so he headed out my friends came over she arrived with because I had to warn her like I don't have use of both of my arms. And um, I was an absolute emotional mess from Miffy still. So that was the hard thing as well. Usually when we go away, you're kind of, you're coming back up the road and planning, right, when are we going to go and pick up the dog? And we weren't. And then you come into the house and it's empty and our wee bed is still here. And it, it's just that, that wave of emotion all hitting you again. So my friend came round on the Saturday, she arrived with my birthday present um, and then said to me, there's something in the bottom of that bag that will probably tip you over the edge and sure enough it was a wee Pandora charm um, but it's a wee paw print with a lovely wee saying on it. So that was me, I was away again, <laughs> back on the wine. We watched the new Disney film, Cruella um, and yeah, Daniel went home, I went up to bed and that was me. I was um, just, I've been very up and down, I um, uh, was in a lot of pain but thinking oh this will pass, this will pass, this will pass. Monday morning came and I was out my walk and while I was walking my arm was just agony and I kept having to hold it up like as if you've got it in a sling. And then I went for went for a shower, which is so hard <laughs> to do with one hand. And when I came out of the shower, I was standing looking and I thought, my arm is yellow. I had bruising right up from round my wrist down to about halfway down the inside of my arm. And I was like, no, this isn't right. So Danielle, when she was round on the Saturday night, had reminded me that a local hospital has a minor injuries unit. And she was like, I've been before, it's brilliant, it's not like any. So... And I also knew she was off work. Gary had to go back to work. He couldn't take me. So I phoned Danielle and I said, is there any chance 
you can take me along to this minor injuries unit this morning. I was like, something's not right. So she picked me up about 10 to 10. We get in the car, along we went. It's absolutely roasting. And I'm thinking, you know, this is just to make sure that wearing this compressing bandage is okay, that moving my fingers is okay. Um, I only had to wait about half an hour. And a nurse came out and she seen me and she's like, what have you done? And I told her. Um, and she's like, right, okay. So she's pressing into certain bits in the back of my hand. And then she's like, I'm going to send you for an x-ray. I was like, right, okay. Thought, rule it out, you know. <laughs> but in my head, I'm thinking, no, nothing's broken. Because, like, I'm really qualified in medicine. But anyway. And I went for the x-ray. I came back into the room. I was sitting there. And I heard the nurse outside the room saying, the lady in room 21. And I knew I was in room 21. So she came in, she shut the door, she looked at me and she went, so you've broke your wrist? And I burst into tears. <laughs> this poor nurse got the absolute brunt of everything that I had been feeling because I was just like, my dog died. As like, I, it was my birthday. We went to Liverpool just to try and get our minds off it and to have a good time. And I've never broke a bone before. I've now fell. I don't know what to do. And she was like, whoa. <laughs> um, so she calmed me down. Um, she actually couldn't believe that I'd been walking about with it from the Wednesday night. She was like, have you not been in agony? And I was like, well, yeah. So we, yeah, she had to um, get this other nurse to come in. and Because in my head, I'm thinking, what does that mean? Like, what does a break mean? I've never broke anything before. So I've got a splint on. And they told me, here's some really, really strong painkillers. Start taking these because paracetamol just won't cut it. Wear this. Um, you should be about six weeks recovery. So that was me. My, an emotional wreck. Back in the car, Danielle came and got me. Um, just thinking, like, really? What, what the hell is going on? So I'm now at a point where I was just trying to get on with it and I woke up on the Wednesday which would have been Wednesday the 21st of July and I decided right that's enough I'm gonna we need to get back to being more positive trying to do my best and I got up and it, the weather has been absolutely beautiful and I decided right get on get out your walk so I'm out my walk, I'm doing all my mindset stuff, I'm thinking, okay, today is going to be a good day. And I get a phone <laughs> I get a phone call and I answer the phone and it's like, is this Samantha Riley? And I say yes. And she says, um, my name is Linda, I am a nurse and we have been trying to get a hold of you. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. It's like, well, I don't have any missed calls or anything. Um, and she was like, well, we need to see you today. And I'm like, where and she's like the Glasgow Royal and I'm like what for and she's like well there's a query with the bone in your x-ray and I'm thinking of course there is so she took me aback and I was a wee bit like well I, I've not tried driving yet Um, I'm not really sure how I would get there and then she was actually really cheeky to me on the on the phone but um, it turned out I had to make my way in for 3.30 
Um, all they would tell me was there was a query with my bone. So as you can imagine, I had complete panic stations. I'm now in the house crying again. I'm thinking there's ligament damage. The bone, like I need an operation and pins need put in. Or they're going to put a big cast on me. It's going to be the absolute worst thing ever. But my amazing friend said, I'll take you. I'll wait on you. I'll bring you home. So off we went into the car into the hospital, um, hottest waiting room I've ever sat in in my whole entire life. I sat there for about 40 minutes and a nurse came over and said, um, you've been waiting here a wee while. And I was like, uh-huh. And she's like, well, the doctor will see you soon. And I'm thinking, doctor, why am I seeing a doctor? Why is it not a nurse? So you can just imagine I was completely catastrophizing. Um, and he came out and he said, come in. I sat down. He asked me to take off the splint that I'm wearing and to put my arm on the table and he just started heavily pressing and in the back of my fingers and the back of my wrist and in the back of my hand and he was like is any of this sore and I was like well no not really and he was looking at me <laughs> strange and then he's going like where is sore so I was showing him like for me it's more movements that's sore I can't pinpoint like one specific place but I was telling him I'm getting like hot rushes up my arm, I'm getting pins and needles, I'm, sometimes it's like a pulsating type pain. And he was like, right, so he showed me my x-ray. I didn't want to see my x-ray, but I didn't really have a choice. It was right there in front of me. Um, And my break is horizontal right in the middle of my wrist. So when he seen it, he was worried that my movement, do you know what, if I didn't have good movement, I could have made it worse. Luckily, and my movement's okay, so it's all good. So it was good news, um, but the emotions that have been going on with it all have just been unbelievable. Um, I also had other phone calls about family members having COVID, so we've had to cancel family plans, and it's just been one of those times where you genuinely feel like is someone having a laugh. So I am a week and a bit into 33 and so far the only positive that I, or the positives that I can think of are the weather has been absolutely incredible and if there was going to be a time to not really be able to drive, not really have much options in what to do, I've been able to enjoy some sunshine in the back garden. I have the most incredible people around about me. I honestly, from taking me to appointments at the drop of a hat to buying me gifts, to phoning me out the blue just to ask how I am. And this is both with what's happened to Miffy and what's happened to my arm and my birthday and everything else. Um... I still don't have Missy's ashes and if I'm being completely honest, it terrifies me. I don't know how I'm going to react to that and bringing her home in that way. Um, So that's going to be another wee hurdle that I'll need to overcome. But I think my biggest lesson with all of this is that your health is absolutely everything and I do practice gratitude every day, but it's it's always the same, you know, when you're not well, all you want is to be well, but when we are well, we're never grateful for being well, so I'm definitely going to practice 
more gratitude on my health. That fall could have been so much worse. There was a solid wooden TV cabinet behind me. I could have rattled my head off it. I could have broke my ankle with my heels on this cushion um, and not have been able to do anything for myself. Do you know that it could have been so much worse? It's just not, I think, that on top of what's happened to Miffy. It's like having your heart broken and your wrist broken at the same time. They, they're they not complementing each other at all. Just now they're, when, when, they, when the heartbreak gives me a minute, the arm starts to be sore. So it's not been the easiest time, but I will get there the same way that, you know, we always do. You, you keep swimming. Um, I'm trying to do a lot of my own techniques that I practice in Preacher about every single day to keep myself more upbeat and I just wanted to document this as I said this has been completely off the cuff so I hope it's not I'm going to go and listen to it back I hope it's not completely rambling but I suppose for me I thought one day I want to look back at all of this and not relive it but um just remember all the details that that went with it so Happy 33rd birthday to me. Things can only get better and I truly believe that they will. I will keep you all updated on progress, um, especially with Miffy coming home. I'm not really sure how I'm going to deal with that yet and I don't even know the plan on what we're going to do with her ashes, but we will work that out. So have a fantastic Friday if you're listening to this on, on the day it launches. And if there is anything, um, any bits of advice or whatever that I can give you, it's literally keep swimming, you know, um, things will always get better. Have an amazing weekend and I will speak to you all soon. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen today. If you got value from this episode, please let me know. I would love to connect with you on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Samantha Riley underscore underscore and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Speak to you soon.